they're doing more damage to their own position and narrative by indicting Trump over and over again than actually helping their agenda. So that as well is something that is uh, actually making people wake up. It's like, hey, wait, why are they attacking this guy so much? There has to be a reason. And I think people are literally starting to wake up. I know my mom is. Friends, the latest poll numbers for Joseph Robinette Biden, a.k.a. Brandon, are in the tank. Why? Because he's a demon creature and the American people are waking up in droves. Because the fact is, if he's doing this poorly against congressional Republicans, imagine how he might do against a presidential candidate from the Republican side. The enemies of humanity and the Republic are in a panic, friends. The more these people do to try to tear down President Donald J. Trump, the more they tear down their own walls, the walls of Jericho. This is Banana Joe's USA Fruit Company and more with my friend Crypto Blood. Before we start, just a quick word about our excellent sponsor. Did you know that 99.5% of financial assets are not invested in precious metals? That's 99.5% of the assets in the world, not in the space of gold and silver. Meanwhile, the U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s when the dollar decoupled from gold, and the government seems hell-bent on continuing the tradition. So, from now until after the next election, the government can print as much money as they want. The last time they did so, inflation went up 9%. Gold is the one asset that has been proven to withstand inflation. Of course, always do your own due diligence. There's always a risk of investment, and there's no guarantee of any kind. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments. If you do so this month, you'll also get a 24-karat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com, that's noblegoldinvestments.com, or just dial 1-877-646-5347. It's the gold company I trust. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's fantastic to have you back. And my thanks to all of you that tuned in to my interview with Dr. Anna. It kind of went viral over there on BitChute. And guys, I really hesitated to post that one because the news really coming from Anna is so bad. But look, if we don't face the truth and if we don't protect ourselves, what chance do we have And to that end, guys, I want to talk today a little bit about Banana Joe, the CEO of the USA Fruit Company, and his bonesman grifter, John Kerry, shutting off our way of life in the United States by selling us out to the United Nations. I also want to talk about Banana Joe and his idiotic prosecuting persecutor, Jack Smith, indicting Trump again, this time for election fraud. But as divine providence would have it, these tyrants just handed Trump the keys to the castle. And last but not least, the U.S. debt clock. CBDCs versus gold, silver, crypto, and Bitcoin. Would you prefer a bank for international settlement CBDC and universal basic income or freedom? We're going to cover that and more today with a longtime friend, a blast from the past. It's Jerry Crypto Blood. You might know him over on YouTube from the YouTube channel I Hate Crypto, previously called Crypto Blood. And Jerry and I have been longtime friends. I last was on his show. Well, I should say, really long time, friends. In 2015, <laughs> Jerry, how are you, man? Welcome back. I'm good. Thanks for having me, Sean. Looking forward to this conversation. we got a lot to cover today. Well, we do. In that third topic I just mentioned is the one that I really want to hit on big time today because that conversation you and I had in 2015 was titled, what? Remind us. Blockchain, good and evil. That's so right. It I is. think that's applicable for today, isn't it? It's right on target. Blockchain will be used for evil if we consent. 
and we will talk about that in this broadcast. First, I do want to lead off with United Nations Agenda 2030 and the traitor masquerading as president. I call him Banana Joe. He's not really the president of the United States, is he, Jerry? I call him the CEO of the USA Fruit Company because we now live in a banana republic. We surely do live in a banana republic, and I'm getting very, very upset. Um, if I'm getting upset, Sean, I know a lot of the like really militant militia guys across the country. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't know where this is being broadcasted. If you're putting this on wherever, they could be censored. I hope not. But I seriously see us heading toward civil war uh, before the election. Um, and I, honestly, I think that's what the left want. They want us to uh, be triggered. And that's exactly what's happening, in my opinion, Sean. Well, I don't think you're wrong. And let me just say, uh, before I hit record, I asked you to remind me where you live. And you said Motor City, Detroit. And I said, how's it going? You said not so well. And you and I, therefore, have a lot in common because you live in a blue state and I live Mm -hmm. in a blue state. And I've been telling my wife, the writing's on the wall. I mean, if it's not a civil war in a shooting sense, a kinetic war, it's going to be a civil war fighting for our liberties and those whose liberties aren't protected. In fact, those governors who sign on to Banana Joe and the United Nations Agenda 2030 tyranny, they're going to enforce his dictates. And I'm going to play a clip in a second. They're going to enforce his dictates in the blue states, whereas hopefully the red states will nullify and say, screw you. So we, we got to get out of these blue states, man. Yes, you know, it's on the way. It's in my plans. Um, just, you know, as you know, with family and, uh, and kids and, and them being in certain schools and stuff, you just got to kind of figure out when's the right timing for that. And, and that's what I'm going through right now in that regard. I definitely the next move will be a red state. Um, I'm personally not, not necessarily, I don't title myself or label myself as a Republican. I'm more of a Trump supporter. Uh, because I have disappointments with the GOP as well. That's a whole nother conversation. But um, yeah, at least with the red states, they still have some of those fundamental family values that uh, that I want to to instill in my family and my kids. And I want to see in my neighborhoods. And if you just look at it, Sean, the blue cities across America are the ones that have all this violence, all this uh, uh, theft and and looting. It's happening mostly and predominantly in these blue cities, man. And, and it's like, come on, people. The writing is on the wall. It's, it's common sense. We should all be able to see this. I don't understand why uh, we're even having this conversation with these Democrats. Well, do you remember, and I know you do, when uh, the puppet masquerading as president, Joseph Robinette Biden, was running for president? He's mostly hiding in his basement, but on the rare occasions he came out, he'd go on shows and say really insane things like, Hey, if you ain't for Biden, man, you ain't. Black. Oh, man. How'd that make you feel? It uh, only reinforced my thoughts about racist Joe. Um, and 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 again, this is the problem, though. My my uh, people, the black culture, the black community, they still went out and voted for him. Or maybe they didn't. I don't know. I don't know, Sean. Maybe they did. I tell you what, a lot of the black men that I deal with on a regular basis and fraternize with, they actually were Trump supporters. So, it, you know, it's anecdotal, right? These are people that are in my circle, very small uh, sample size. But I have to think um, if they're thinking this and these aren't like conservative people, Sean. OK, these are pretty much Democrat, you know, kind of left leaning individuals. And they're saying, hey, we like what Trump did. We like 
you know, the direction the economy was going. I've never made more money uh, up, up under being under Trump than any other president. And so people, I think, behind the scenes, for sure behind the scenes, were Trump supporters. Now, did that translate at the voting poll? I think it did. I think they just literally stole the election. Well, I couldn't agree more. And the quantifiable evidence is, is that Joe Biden got more votes than any president in history, we're told, with the fewest counties ever, ever. It's not possible. It's literally not possible. They stole like six major cities. That's how this this happened. And by the way, you'll recall Ruby Freeman. She's a black woman in Mm -hmm. Philadelphia Mm -hmm. who, after they said they stopped counting in Philadelphia at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. She and her sister, she and her daughter and others kept counting. They pulled ballots out from under a table. And in a public speech, Joe Biden praised her by name. Do you believe that? She's a, an election fraud criminal. And Joe Biden, this puppet, praised her by name. Well, no, I'm not shocked at all. A criminal calling another, you know, praising another criminal. It sounds right to me. Uh, the thing is, at least with and I didn't even vote for Obama um, in his first term. I for darn sure, I don't want to keep it PG here. I for darn sure didn't vote for him the second time, but I could see why people would vote for him the first time. Yeah. Um, charismatic, you know, he's a great speaker, great orator. He's smart and all of that. Uh, and you're telling me Sleepy Joe got more votes than Obama when he had a concise message for his campaign, hope, you know, he ran on that whole hope thing. I just don't I don't see it, man. I don't see how it happened. And and now as we go forward, Sean, and we're seeing all these revelations come out about uh, the Bidens and Hunter and and Ukraine and Burisma and so and China deals and everything. As we start to see these things finally come out, um, they've been suppressed for so long, for two and a half years, but they're finally coming out. Now, I think people can realize if they can hide this and suppress this and allow the Biden family to do these things, a stealing of the election isn't easy. That's a lay. That's a layup. That's easy to do in a pandemic where you're forcing people and, and asking and encouraging, encouraging people to uh, mail in ballots. So they can't force that in this scenario in 2024. So that's why they're going at Trump full force. Third indictment. I know we'll get to it, but, you know, they're going to keep piling on. It's probably going to get a fourth one out of Georgia as well. So I, don't, I just don't understand how people don't see it. And, and, and I come to the conclusion, Sean, is that people, the majority of people in America are sheeple. Yeah. They don't even know what's going on. They don't care. And it's concerning to me um, because we need people to be informed and make sound decisions. But we're currently not in that position. Well, you sparked the thought, man. Uh, I've got a clip I wanted to share with you, and it's from Jeff Berwick's show the other day. He played this, and I was listening to it, and I think she's spot on regarding what you just said. 70% of the populace go along by consensus. They're not critical thinkers at all, and that's why our country is about to fall. Listen to this. 70% of the population lives in a consensus state, which is basically a herd mentality. So these are the literal NPCs of the world. So they don't form independent thought. When they want to know what their opinions are on certain topics, they just look to the external world. So these kinds of people will tend to get the most offended when you present them certain views that go outside of their paradigm, because their beliefs actually represent unconscious security needs. So they unconsciously gain security in trusting the mainstream media, celebrities, the experts, the government. They basically basically can't really think for themselves. So they seek security and outsourcing their opinions to the outer world. 
All right, I'll pause it there. I think that's exactly what we're up against. I think that's well said. Yeah, yeah. she must be a, a young uh, a Gen Z because she used NPC. I heard my daughter use that word, non-player character. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, I agree. No, I, and it could possibly be even more, Sean. To be honest with you, I'm. I literally could feel an assess probably north of eighty percent. No, I think you might be right. Although, do you think it's possible that more and more people are waking up and the numbers just aren't quantifiable because of the mainstream media is in control of the narratives? And I guess one example would be the fact that people are not lining up now for booster after booster after booster. I don't know. What do you think? Is the vaccine waking people up? That's true. That's true. For sure. You're starting to see. And, and you know, with the with that number of 70 percent of people being sheep or herd mentality, uh, what do they do? Who do they follow? They follow the celebrities. Okay. They follow the, the entertainers. And so as we start to see these entertainers uh, begin to hit that wall of uh, the, the jab wall where they're having myocarditis and all other types of complications, dropping dead, uh, people are starting to wake up little by little. And so I do see some hope for sure. We only need a small majority or minority to really take over so we don't need a lot of people, but we do we do need a little bit more than we have. So uh, yes, I agree with you. the The events that have been occurring in the last, uh, we'll say, six to twelve months in regards to the vax, and also with uh, you have to even take into consideration what they're doing with Trump. They're doing more damage to their own position and narrative by indicting Trump over and over again than actually helping their agenda. So that as well is something that is uh actually making people wake up it's like hey wait why are they attacking this guy so much there has to be a reason and i think people are literally starting to wake up i know my mom is she's definitely starting to wake up to the fact well thank god and uh here's the problem man for those who are unable to wake up or still haven't woken up they're gonna wake up right quick here if the dictator-in-chief, Banana Joe, gets his way. Uh, here's a clip right here. I won't play it, but, uh, you know, he was just hanging out with King Charles, and King Charles is the brainchild behind the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, just so you all know what's coming, United Nations Agenda 2030. It's all coming from that king, and Banana Joe is on board with all of it. I got to play this clip, guys, because, you know, I always wondered when I first learned about United Nations Agenda 21, it's since been rebranded UN Agenda 2030. This is what they want to implement by 2030. And it means shutting off everything that makes our country great and everything that gives you and your family access to energy to run your home and run your vehicles. Because in the future, Klaus Schwab says you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, you'll own nothing. That's true. But you sure as hell won't be happy. So I want to frame up what the dictator in chief is now doing, because I wondered, Jerry, how would they get UN Agenda 2030 past the finish line in the United States? I said, how are they going to sell that to the American people? Well, they're not going to sell it to the people. They're just going to dictate it. Listen to this. First, they came for the gas stoves. And now the Biden administration is coming after dishwashers, hot water heaters, refrigerators, and even ceiling fans. In May, the Department of Energy, or DOE, published a proposal for new so-called efficiency standards. The new standards promise to not only make dishwashers ineffective, but also make them so expensive that you'll need a home improvement loan to buy one. As the DOE is plotting the best ways to harm American consumers, it's also assuring us that its new rule will save us a pile of money in utility bills. Last Friday, the DOE announced a draft proposal that would require hot water heaters to use heat pump technology. 
That means heat from the surrounding air is used to warm up the water, which explains why heat pumps are only popular in hot climates. But wait, there's more. They're also targeting generators. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission is proposing to ban nearly all portable gas generators, despite the fact that they really come in handy during emergencies. The new rule even prevents manufacturers from stockpiling non-compliant generators before the rule goes into effect. All right, guys, it just gets worse and worse from there. They want to ban your gas stoves. They want to ban your refrigerator. They want to ban your generators. They want to ban your gas-powered car. Look at what California is doing. These are all the dictates of tyrants like bonesman John Kerry, the grifter who signed on to climate change. And he says we need to end agriculture because one-third of the global warming problem, the climate change problem, comes from farming. So what does that mean? No more food for you, slave. I mean, Jerry, man, we jumped the shark. And if the people allow this, then I guess uh, we get the slavery we deserve. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, though, because you see what's going on with all of this UAP uh, disclosure stuff that's going on on the Hill and um, and some other revelations that have happened over the past few months. Excellent progress, in my opinion. Um, Some people think it's a false flag or to take attention away. I actually don't think so in this case, but I say all that to say, you know, we have the technology for unlimited energy. Zero point energy technology is in existence already. We've been playing with it. So there are some people out there that have been creating these devices. Um, I think one guy in Arizona, you know, I follow Dr. Uh, Stephen Greer pretty closely and he's the one that really put me, uh, enlightened me on that whole t- subject. But it's uh we wouldn't need any of this crap, okay? If if they allow the technology to come out, and so hopefully, um, this can be this this point where we're at right now could be the Rubicon that we're crossing to the other side where unlimited energy is available to us, and we'll still use coal and oil, um, for a, a majority of the products that we per, that we uh, manufacture, Sean, like TVs, and I mean everything, right, has some petroleum in it, and so it's not like oil is just going to go away, but at least it'll go towards more um, useful things than it going into a tank where it's burn. We're burning it and it's, it's going into the atmosphere. So I think in the next five to 10 years, I'm hoping that we can have a breakthrough there and we could start harnessing that unlimited energy. And we won't have to worry about these Democrats uh, with these ESG initiatives because then it, it doesn't matter. We don't need ESG at that point. Well, ESG, by the way, that's all BlackRock, Vanguard, Rothschild-driven policies to literally strangle we the people in the name of energy consumption, in the name of UN Agenda 2030, and it's all cloaked. And it's a little bit like the idea of the UFO thing that you just mentioned. I personally think that that is a red flag to the degree that Werner von Braun, the father of modern-day rocketry in the Apollo program, he warned his assistant, Carol Rosen, Many times in the four years she worked with him, he said, Carol, the last card they will play, the last card will be the alien card, and it will all be a lie. And so I do fear that as all of this truth comes out, and by the way, don't you find it interesting that Nikola Tesla already delivered the promise of what you just said? We know there's free energy. We know the world is in abundance of energy. All around us, there's energy. And they stole his technology and they locked it away. Mm-hmm. And then they named a car company Tesla. So when you Google Tesla, you're not going to learn about Nikola Tesla. You're just going to learn how to buy an e-car from Elon Musk. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Sad, sad. And by the way, that uh, e-car technology, the batteries, the lithium, the cobalt, oh. all the rare earth minerals. Have you seen the slave pits in Congo where they mine this stuff? Children and adults, a sea of humanity as far as the eye can see. All you Tesla drivers are driving blood batteries. <laughs> you're driving blood batteries. You know, blood diamonds? No, you're driving blood batteries. They, like, like Sean said, they're enslaving these kids to work in these uh, different minefields. Yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous and it's backwards. Uh, electric cars put more popul- uh, pollution in the air than anything else. Like, it's insane, man. That's true. It's and have insane. you seen these things go up in flames? Have you seen the yeah. electric buses ignite? Yeah. Can you imagine being on one of those buses driving down the street when that happens? You ain't getting yeah. out. You're going to burn yeah. alive in about yeah. nine seconds. And, you know, we're having this heat wave going on now uh, across the, uh, America. I don't know about the uh, other parts of the world, but these electric cars don't work that well <laughs> in heat. So right. there's a lot of pro. There's a lot of cons to, to this whole EV uh, initiative they're trying to push as well. I don't have an e- EV car. I got a good old petroleum car, petrol car, man, engine. It's I'm zoom zooming around. You bet you, man. So do I. I've got one of those <laughs> souped up Jeep Wranglers, and I can guarantee you Biden <laughs> doesn't want me to drive that thing around. Not at all. Not but at all. But here's the thing. I do agree with you regarding the UFO phenomenon, whatever that is, and I certainly don't believe they're coming here from off world. That's my personal belief. Okay. Uh, but I do believe that whatever Project Blue Beam hoax they try to pull off, if they try to pull that off in coming years, it will be a display of technology that these that the breakaway state has. So to your point, there are sources of essentially free energy that they've already harnessed, but they want to use that power against us. And they want to, I believe, make us believe that we're being invaded by aliens or UFOs, and we must all band together and support a one world government to protect us. See, we must all unite because of the alien threat. We'll see how that plays out. We can agree to disagree on that. But I do want to talk about Banana Joe's prosecutor, the persecutor, Jack Smith, who's indicted Trump yet again, this time for election fraud. But as divine providence would have it, these tyrants just handed Trump the keys to the castle. Listen to this. Cash, this is why I said we're, uh, my optimism, this is a blessed day. Divine providence once again has intervened. And now we've always fought for venue. We've always fought to be able to adjudicate this. And Jack Smith and their own deranged, uh, the Trump deranged syndrome, the bloodlust to get Trump, the law of unintended consequences is now upon us. Am I wrong, Cash? Is Mike Davis wrong? Do we not get to adjudicate the stealing and the illegitimacy of Joe Biden and his presidency? And at the same time, the Fed surrection that went down on January 6th. Do we not get to put in front of the entire nation and the world, sir, all of the facts of both of those? Yeah, Bannon, you're only wrong once a day. Davis is never wrong. But listen, you are absolutely right. Here's here's what I put out on Truth Social last night, and I'm going to send it to the president. I can't wait for this trial to come because the subpoena list that Donald Trump should execute in this proceedings is going to be monumental. I want him to subpoena every government gangster that has ever called him out bogusly. 
I mean Garland. Think about it. We're going to subpoena Garland, Ray. We're going to put all of them in the hot seat. We're going to go back to Russiagate. We're going to get Rosenstein and uh, and um, all the other gangsters from that era. We're going to get documentation from everything because under the Constitution, and as a federal public defender, I know this, you are entitled not just to the discovery the government gives you, but every piece of information the government possesses and every witness that Well, that was a rough out, and uh, I knew it was. I should try to find that whole clip, but uh, I want your thoughts on that. Uh, I guess my initial thought on that is I pray that's the case, but, you know, in a crooked system like the one we have, just look at the Alex Jones show trial. The judge wouldn't even allow him to present his own evidence in defense of himself. Yeah, unfortunately, Sean, I'm not that optimistic about that scenario, Um, but I am optimistic about Trump winning. I do think he will win. Uh, they don't have any more tricks up their sleeves as far as um, trying to, you know, slow down or uh, fix the election. We don't have COVID as the guys for fixing the election. We can't have everyone mail-in ballot unless they do another false flag event. It's possible. We could see another some type of virus or uh, the aliens are here. So you got to stay in the house. So mailing your <laughs> vote. Like, I, I don't know what they have up their sleeves, but it seems like the indictment play is what the, the that's the playbook they're going by right now. So they're going to run that out until the end. And, and hopefully, um, you know, he prevails over over this situation. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Just a quick word about our sponsor. There's no guarantee in any investment, so do your own due diligence. But I myself hold gold and silver. The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s when Nixon decoupled the dollar from gold, and the government is bent on continuing the tradition. From now until the next elections, the government will simply print as much money as they want. The last time they did so, inflation went up 9%. Gold is the one asset that has proven to withstand this type of inflation. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments, and this month you can get a 24-carat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. Who do you think they're going to run against him? Because it can't be sleepy dictator Joe. I mean, that guy can barely walk. He can't speak. So who are they going to run against him? Gavin Newsom? And it can't be RFK Jr. uh, Because he's too real. Uh, They won't even give him Secret Service uh, (laughs) uh, coverage. Um, Good question. The only person I can think of is Newsom. You know, that is the only person that I, that I could think of. Yeah. So uh, it's just it's so unfortunate that, that the left don't see that it, it, they're so corrupt. They won't even let RFK Jr., who I think could bridge the gap between the left and right. I certainly like a lot of his his talking points, maybe not everything, but I don't know if I like everything about any candidate. So that's just being more that's just being realistic, Sean. Um RFJK definitely has uh, RFK Jr. has the ability, in my opinion, to definitely take out and be the main primary candidate for the Democratic Party. But they won't let that happen, just like they did Bernie Sanders back uh, a few years ago.
All righty. Well, I've been uh, anxious to talk about this with you for a long time because, uh, you know, I first bought Bitcoin. It was in, I think it was either November 2014 or 15. I forget which, but the buy price was $360. Yeah, you're I advised OG. folks. You're well, I, I advised folks at that point. Look, I dragged my feet on it a long time. Mm-hmm. I disagreed about it strongly with Andy Hoffman yeah. and others right. in the space. And we debated, Andy. you know, do you <laughs> yeah. remember brother John F? Do you remember that? Yeah. Guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're an OG too then because because uh-huh. he was an early adopter, and that guy lost Bitcoin during the Mount Cox crash. I remember Turd Ferguson. Was Turd into Bitcoin at all? No. Yeah, I didn't I think just, so. that, that era, I just remember all of those guys. Yeah, and Chris Dwayne, hardcore mm-hmm. silver Dwayne. guy. Yep. Never never shall uh, Bitcoin be mentioned uh, by Chris Dwayne unless in mm-hmm. a bad light. Right. And uh, And I get it. I get it. I was on board with that for a long time. I thought it was a sure. CIA op. And then I finally decided after Bitcoin corrected from about 1,000 back to 300, I said, uh, I think this is the time, guys. I've seen this time and time before. It's either going to zero or it's going way past 1,000. And so I said, it might be wise just to dip your foot in the pool just to get exposure to the space as a hedge. So that's why I started buying some at that point, And I've continued to accumulate over the years. And I've never sold a single Satoshi. See, I, I just want people and I wish people would have looked at Bitcoin and and been convinced not by the price potential or the price volatility or it eclipsing gold, you know, for a dollar for fiat currency. Um, I would rather people look at it and be convinced by the utility. Right. And that is where the power is, because I say this all the time, Sean, uh, a Bitcoin at million dollars or a Bitcoin at one dollar does the same thing. It does the same thing. It protects you from the banking system. Your your assets, your wealth is outside of the banking system. They can't seize it if you have it in your control. That's a whole nother conversation about self-custody and being able to, you know, have and hold your own Bitcoin properly. But that is the key is the functionality is what people should focus on. It's your own money. It's basically a bearer bond. I like to consider it almost like a bearer asset because when you have it in your possession, you have it in your possession. You know, unlike gold, silver, I love those as well. But you start getting into larger amounts of those assets. It's very hard for you to bear and hold those assets on your own and in your own possession. If you have a million dollars worth of silver, uh, a few million dollars worth of gold, you're now starting to talk about logistically an issue um, and, you know, breaking it down and using it on a daily day, day to day basis. It becomes very hard. And don't let's not even mention having to, Sean, move out of the United States or cross borders. You'll never get it passed. You'll never get it across those borders. But with Bitcoin, it can be a you can literally have a brain wallet. Your funds, if you remember that 24 uh, phrase word uh C phrase, you can get your Bitcoins anywhere in the world at any time. So that's the power, not the price. I know the price lures people in and it's exciting and you can become rich and all of that. Uh, And you could potentially still make some money for sure with Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin still has another 10x or 20x in it. Uh, But the real power in Bitcoin is the actual utility, Sean. Well, Michael Saylor talks about that all the time, Bitcoin being property. And again, the World Economic Forum says 
They don't want you to own anything, literally. They don't want you owning a single family home. They don't want you owning an automobile. They certainly don't want you owning a city block in New York City, which Michael Saylor says Bitcoin is akin to buying a city block in New York City in 1900 right now. That's his view because he thinks it's going far, far higher. Now, he's a proselytizer. Obviously, he <laughs> proselytizes Bitcoin. I'll, I'll confess that openly. Of course, so does Max Kaiser. And I'm not saying they're right. What I'm saying is the World Economic Forum is hardcore, pure evil, and they want the people on a digital dollar, a central bank-issued digital dollar, a slave coin. And I'll flush that out in just one second. But uh, there's the big difference, right? And it takes us back to our original interview in 2015. Blockchain for good and evil. And And the enemies of humanity clearly want to use it for evil. And I'll play that clip in just one second. But uh, good and evil it can be used for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the thing that we have to continue to to, uh, just get out there, Sean, is that, you know, they're starting to conflate the two. I've heard people CBDCs, Bitcoin. No, they are two totally different things. Okay, the CBDCs will be uh, run on a blockchain that is most likely private. Okay, that they have full control over. They can monitor just like they can with Bitcoin. They can monitor Bitcoin and do chain analysis on it. But the the way that they can stop payments, uh, geofence your payments. And do all sorts of uh, draconian things they won't be able to do with a Bitcoin. And so it's very important that people understand and and differentiate Bitcoin and these uh, CBDCs because they are not the same. They're really oil and water. They do not mix at all. And I would just like to continue to say for the audience, as the audience knows, I am a big bullish believer in gold and silver, which have been kneecapped by the bankers through the paper markets in perpetuity for as long as I've been investing in gold and silver. But I do believe that when the system finally breaks, if we can break it, because what I'm about to say is null and void if they get their global UBI and CBDC, if they change the monetary system to all digital and we're Mm -hmm. all on their slave plantation. They will continue to kneecap gold and silver in perpetuity, I believe. But if we can break their system, then gold and silver will shoot to their real world value. Just look at the U.S. debt clock. There's no way on earth silver is only worth $24 an ounce when just in my lifetime, I've watched that U.S. debt clock go from a couple trillion to $33 trillion, man. My God, yes. And they will actually uh, also suppress and manipulate the price of Bitcoin as well. And this is why I want people to focus more so, Sean, on the utility of Bitcoin and cryptos, not so much the price. I know it's 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 a little it's alluring to to think about that price and you know think about how much uh, U.S. in fiat currency how much value it will increase by, and it will. But focus on the tech because they won't be able to suppress the tech. That's the key. Before I play this clip, uh, let me just ask you about Gary Gensler and the SEC. Gary Gensler was a snake when he was running the uh, CFTC. He did nothing to rein in the paper manipulation of gold and silver via nope. the derivatives markets, via the COMEX, etc. He did nothing. There were hearings about the criminal manipulation of silver and gold. A couple of big banks like JP Morgan paid some fines, but nobody ever went to jail and the behavior never changed. So now Gary Gensler is the head of the SEC and he's very militant against cryptocurrency just like Elizabeth Warren is. Okay, these people, and this is why I continue to talk about Bitcoin because I can see the enemies of humanity like Gary Gensler, former Goldman Sachs banker, and Elizabeth Warren, a Marxist communist, 
they're aligned against the entire crypto industry. And if they could be, they'd be fully aligned against Bitcoin. And to some extent, they are because they're criminals. But my point is, Jerry, that uh, I keep talking about Bitcoin because the enemies of humanity, like Gary Gensler and Elizabeth Warren, are clearly aligned against it. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm listening at this point. I use them as contraindicators. OK, anything the government hates, I'm going to like. Yeah. And, and, and it's just that simple. You can literally just run that playbook and, under, and and you'll win. And so, yes, they don't like cryptocurrencies. That's why they're in, introducing these CBDCs. And uh, you need to have at least some of your assets, your money, your wealth in a cryptocurrency, in a Bitcoin. Now, which ones other than Bitcoin? That's a whole nother conversation. It would take a lot more to deep dive into. And I can no, definitely come back and, and explain that to the audience because there is a you do have to differentiate cryptocurrencies and crypto assets. OK, the Ethereum's of the world, the polygons and all these uh, other layer one or layer layer zero tokens are really considered crypto assets. But Bitcoin is more of a cryptocurrency. And so there is a difference and you should understand that difference. But yes, I agree with you. I'm 100 percent with you, Sean. If they don't like it, I'm with it. Yeah. And before I play this clip, I would just make one more uh, comment about the crypto space. The one sure thing in the crypto portfolio that I have has been Bitcoin. Ethereum has also done extremely well. I bought my first Ethereum at like 19 bucks. Just about everything else I've ever taken a flyer on has not performed well. And a lot of them went to zero. And so you never want to go all in in this space, certainly in anything that's not Bitcoin. And Max Kaiser would say that they're all shit coins. Everything yeah. other than Bitcoin is a shit coin. I don't fully agree with that, but uh, no, he's, been more, either, but... he's been more right than wrong. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Shout out to Max Kaiser. That's my guy. All righty. Let me do a uh, screen share here. And this is a clip from Clayton Morris over at Redacted talking a little bit about this scheme now. It's in the wide open to use blockchain for pure evil and slavery. And guys, just to remind you, this is a CBDC. This is not Bitcoin. Listen. Mm -hmm. uh, it was predicted in a little book. You might have heard of it called uh, The Bible, uh, The Mark of the Beast. Uh, for one thing, this new system, this is how this new system would operate. According to them, the Bank for International Settlements, the new reserve currency, forget the dollar as you know it, basically. This will be the new reserve currency, which is what how they want to label it and how they are labeling it. This would be used to settle all transactions. As everyone moves away from the U.S. dollar right now, this seems like perfect timing to be moving to this new system. So are they purposefully torpedoing the U.S. dollar in preparation for a global a global new uh, reserve currency. One might wonder, right? We don't believe in conspiracy theories around here, uh, but you have to wonder. It could include the confiscation of all property, physical property. By assigning it, every uh, every item would see, receive a real world, every real world item would receive its own unique digital token. So what do you guys think about this, right? This idea that they could, I'm not saying they're going to, but, you know, your car, your house, all of these sort of physical items that need a token process, you have to get them, you have to get them digitally tokenized in order for you to claim ownership of these items. No more selling cars without a digital token, right? No black market of selling cars. They all have to be tokenized. They all have to have a digital tracking ID to know exactly who owns them through this, what they call this transparent process. All right, I'll pause it there. Let me just jump to the chase. He goes on to explain that the offer 
that will be made. And by the way, guys, you have to accept their offer. You understand we've had these conversations before with so many folks. They will make an offer. It's up to you to accept their offer. It's a little bit like making a deal with the devil. And the offer will be take their chip, okay, a chip embedded in your wrist in exchange for what you just heard and $2,000 a month in universal basic income. That's what's coming. And that's why he led with the Mark of the Beast comment. So before we go any further, I want your thoughts on what you just heard there, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're definitely going to leverage this technology for their control. And that is a concern of mine. But I will say this, there's two words that no other country can really mention that has this much power. It's called the Second Amendment. And I think that this is where the Second Amendment will come into play and people will be able to use those their arms. Right. It wasn't necessarily for uh, me protecting my home or going hunting. Sure, we can do those things. But really, it was for the government, uh, because at some point, the founding fathers knew that as in every civilization, the government runs out of control. They, they, they get out of control and it normally is behind the act of printing and diluting the currency. So when when it gets out, when it gets to that point, Sean, where they're they're having so many issues all over the place and so many different set, uh, areas of the economy and of the government, it's all related to money printing. But when it gets to that point, they start doing outlandish things. And it's time for us to kind of rein that back in. And hopefully we do. So we'll see if that actually pans out where they confiscate our properties. I, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. No, most folks that can think won't be with it at all. But again, when you've got a tyrant just dictating executive orders that are pure lunacy and evil and anti-American like Joe Biden is doing, boy, we really got our backs up against the wall, right? We need to get these tyrants out of control or we need states with governors like DeSantis who said CBDC is dead on arrival in his state. We need them to nullify this insanity. We need states which give the power, right? The federal government, the criminal federal government derives its power from the consent of the governed in the 50 states. We need those states that haven't lost their minds and been turned over to tyrants like Gavin Newsom to nullify this absolute anti-human insanity. But let me show you one more clip here, because here's what I do fear. Remember that 70% we talked about who cannot think for themselves? Let me just play this clip. This is uh, from a piece by Greg Reese. You know about WorldCoin that just launched? Yep. Evidently, this freaking criminal world coin and the criminal behind it is being gobbled up by these sheeple people who are willingly turning over their eye scans, their retinal scans for just pocket change in world coin. Society is slowly being built around us. Everyone is hyper emotional about something else and focused on fighting each other, which is most certainly exactly what the banks were shooting for. Because once they get us off of cash and completely onto a digital system, then the banks will have absolute control over each and every one of us. I just want to go back. Oh, you know what? We should play this uh, big, giant, fat man from uh, the Bank for the National Settlement. This guy is such a douchebag. Listen to him. A key difference with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control it's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability, you know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things. That it- 
Yeah, it's just so evil, guys. It's just never been so clear. But the clip I really wanted to play wasn't so much uh, Fat Man Augustine Carson's. It was uh, this clip of these idiots, these 70% that can't think, standing in line to get their world coin and their retinal scans. Yeah. The people willing to line up and do this and sell their souls for this. Well, the thing about the world coin, I actually uh, have been following the whole AI evolution uh, for quite some time. I did the first video on chat GPT two, uh, three years ago. So I was warning people that this was coming three years ago, Sean. And the, the thing about it, cause I have a software engineering background. So I, I follow these things and these types of things pique my interest. So I really try to dive down in, into the weeds with it. But I, I have to say that with the world coin, uh, project, I, I may take a different angle with this. I think that Sam Altman has good intentions because he he sees what beast he's created with chat GPT. OK, and he understands that so many millions upon millions of jobs are going to be eliminated and there literally is no fallback uh, mechanism in place. So he's thinking, let's work on something like a world coin project. The problem is, I think the United States and other governments may co-opt this project, okay, and threaten him and say, hey, if you don't comply and, 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 and integrate into our system, then we will off you or or something, right? They'll threaten him and pressure him to uh, fold up under the agenda. And so that's where I think at this point, it's not necessarily a bad project. I, I, it has a good intentions, but I think it can be co-opted and that's the problem. Well, here's where we differ on that. Let me just do a screen share. So hmm? WorldCoin, a cryptocurrency project founded by OpenAI CEO Sam Altman, launched on Monday. The project's core offering is World ID, which the company describes as a digital passport to prove that its holders are real humans and not AI bots. You got to stop me right there, man. I will not consent to a world ID. I will not consent to an eye retinal scan. Although yeah. I guess now they're doing that at the airports. I don't yes. know, man. This is yeah, this, this, this what I'm saying. Like, slope, they, man. They've already got us like I'm already in the clear uh, uh, database, Sean. OK, so the eye retina situation is more so just to make sure there's there aren't duplicates of your ID. So they're using something that's very unique uh, that they can uh, basically kind of tokenize and, and, and link to your world ID. So I understand that part. Again, the issue to me isn't the tech behind it, because the biometric thing is something that's not new. It's been implemented in, in a number of uh, platforms. Uh, and, and scenarios, but more so the co-opting or, or taking over of this platform in the future is my concern. And that that's the danger every time that's going to be the danger. So I think that is where we should be concerned for sure. Well, we've covered a lot here today, and I don't know that we've provided any solutions. Do you have <laughs> any solutions? And do you really believe in your heart of hearts, Bitcoin can be a solution like Michael Saylor does and like Max Kaiser does? I would say one last thing about yes. it being a potential solution for nation states. Look at the absolute mm -hmm. boon to the economy in the 180 El Salvador has done under their new yes. leader who has embraced Bitcoin as currency. And Max Kaiser now lives there and mm -hmm. uh, proselytizes about it and then provides El Salvador as an example for other nation states. Yes. Uh, solution would be to, and this is kind of, uh, I'm kind of pivoting here a little bit, Sean, but a solution is twofold. People need to understand and study up on AI 
understand the ramifications of it even if you're not technical you need to understand what's going on and, and at what pace it is developing uh a good book is called scary uh scary smart um that's a great book for people to read it's not technical but technical enough for you to understand the concept of what's going on with ai so that is one thing people need to really get up to speed with ai because it will definitely eliminate most of your uh, let me not say most maybe 70 percent. that is a lot 70 percent of your white collar jobs the second thing is bitcoin yes this is a way for us to protect ourselves financially but you have to hold those coins in your own possession not your keys not your cheese that's my saying you have to definitely make sure you have those in your possession not on coinbase not on kraken not on any of these other exchanges because you see what happens they can subpoena those organizations and seize your funds so you need to hold those coins in your own wallets and that will be at least a start for you to protect yourself uh, yourselves and, and create a hedge or a moat from these tyrannical individuals and states you definitely want to have some gold and silver physically in your possession for sure but only hold those assets that are bearer assets even your home is up for grabs just because you own it f flat out no mortgage on it doesn't mean anything you stop paying taxes they're going to take it from you and even if you are paying taxes they can come up with some Im imminent domain scenario and take the take the property away from you so even your home is not safe you need to have prop assets like crypto like precious metals that they can't take from you but by force and then that's a whole nother situation i just Jerry, want to leave it with one last thing sean yeah because it I, I i told people about ai and crypto right but there's a juxtaposition i don't know if you you probably didn't hear this but lightning labs which is a company that works on the Lightning Network, which is like a layer two to um, to Bitcoin to make yeah. it faster, right? Well, I don't know if you knew, they released a tool letting AI transact and hold Bitcoin. So they now have the AI, the uh, API, I should say, available for developers to basically sync up with ChatGPT, AI, and allow AI to buy and sell Bitcoin on the lightning network so this is the direction we're going sean we're literally going to have bitcoin millionaire ai bots okay they're gonna... well that's alarming that's not a good thing is it well it, no it, it's fine because it doesn't affect any uh, anyone else that's holding bitcoin and matter of fact it may actually push the price up of bitcoin because that's less if if, if ais are being paid in crypto that's less crypto floating around so i just think that people should start thinking in the in the framework of artificial intelligence cryptocurrencies and and that is the direction we're going so be prepared you know we're saying our goodbyes here and uh i oftentimes think when we have these conversations about bitcoin because i know it the audience knows it and i just want to restress for those who don't understand the bitcoin white paper by satoshi nakamoto is something everybody should read it's not very long I read it just recently myself over the past mm -hmm. couple of years. I should have read it 10 years ago. And the idea is that there will only ever be, think of this guys in juxtaposition to that U.S. debt clock mm -hmm. and uh, the Rothschilds Federal Reserve Funny Money Printing Press. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin in the whole world. That's it. 
They can't counterfeit them. So the government can't print them out of thin air. Some 18 million or so, maybe 19 million have already been mined. And at least three to four million by estimates have been lost forever because people early on lost their keys and didn't understand it. So we're talking about a very finite resource in a world absolutely swimming in fiat paper to the tune of hundreds of trillions of dollars. I just wanted to make that last point. That's right. I agree with you. Very, very good point. All right, Jerry, I really enjoyed catching up with you today. Can you tell people how they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active at CryptoBlood underscore. And also on YouTube, you can type in CryptoBlood in the search bar. You should find me. It's the I Hate Crypto channel. All right. So, guys, check me out there. And, of course, on Rumble, uh, you can type in CryptoBlood. You should find me there as well. I live stream there pretty much every every day or every other day. Just depends. And that's sort of a counterintuitive name. I hate crypto. Yes. You used to go by crypto blood, but you don't hate all crypto, right? No, I don't hate most cryptos, but I'm starting to hate the, uh, if you want to say hate, it's a strong word, but I'm starting to dislike a lot of the players in crypto. They're trying to co-op this industry and that my uh, duty and my mission is to keep people on the straight and narrow on uh, behind what the real reason for crypto was in the first place okay it is for us to take control of our own wealth in a cryptographic way so that is the real reason we should all be here uh it is not to try to integrate into the banking system or have regulation come and you know show us the way not at all so that's what uh kind of the the meaning behind the name change i hate crypto all right very good guys our guest has been jerry Crypto yep. Blood is how I know him. And uh, you can find him on YouTube in Rumble, the name of the channel, I Hate Crypto. Man, it's been great catching up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. All right. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll remind you every single day. Oh, and by the way, as always, a special thank you to our subscribe stars. The numbers there are dwindling, but for those who still support us, thank you so much for keeping us in the fight for truth and real news. The same is true with those of us who have joined sgtreport.tv, where we have a server beyond the reach of Big Brother. And I'll remind you guys every day for free, we work very hard to bring you the real news, the antidote to corporate propaganda for free at sgtreport.com. May God heartily bless you and your family. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Bye-bye. This synthetic biology is hijacking our life force to grow. And we have done studies on the blood. Uh, There are estimated ranges of what the uh, conductivity is um, supposed to be. It's, it's between 10 and 20 millisiemens, and we just average it out to 15 millisiemens. And there were some unvaccinated blood samples that were clumping like this with this low formation that many people are familiar with. Uh, and their, their electrical conductivity was 4.7 millisiemens. I mean, this is devastating numbers.